Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? Um, I can't do it again. I can't stop laughing. Oh, I think you're supposed to do it three times. Oh, welcome, welcome all of you to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather. I'm Sarah. AKA Sunflower. <laughs> I can't even like Okay. <sighs> yeah. We're oming it out over here. I don't know what you're doing. I was turning my volume back off so as not to get okay. dings from yeah, my yeah, notifications. Yeah. It's God. all good, Heather. Be in the flow. Be in the flow. Be in the now. Oh, the now. The conscious now. conscious awareness. <laughs> You were listening to our cult podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that did yeah, sound very... Yeah, we're starting this new club. Mm, message us for details. No. We are actually, in all seriousness, something I believe in is yes. talking about meditation today. Yes. Yeah, so we thought we'd try to ohm it out unsuccessfully right. to lead us in. Because you're supposed to ohm three times yeah. for certain meditation practices. Um, I don't think I can meditate with you. <laughs> no, we would just laugh. We can't. We can't be. Serious and it's funny because there are some meditation practices that involve deep eye contact. Oh gosh, with another person. I could. And not I would do look at you for you. ten seconds <laughs> and burst out laughing. It's just. It happens in workouts a lot where we accidentally make eye contact. <laughs> and then, like, we just start laughing. Yeah, it's just laughter. Hilariously. <laughs> Yeah, I actually just got back a week and a half ago from a yoga meditation retreat. I went camping for three and a half days. No cell phone reception. It was just a whole bunch of, I mean, not to classify, but hippies. I was a total hippie, like just loving nature, yoga, meditation. I know, did fun like crafts. I made a mala bracelet I got to take with me. And it was like nice beads. It wasn't like yeah. summer camp, like right, beaded right. bracelets. Like it was actually like really nice real Little stones pretty, yeah. with silver charms. But yeah, it was really great um, just to get away mm-hmm. from technology. We don't and do people. it often enough. I know. And I went only knowing the person that was coordinating the event. So I was like by myself yeah. in a tent. Like I made friends, obviously, mm-hmm. when I wanted them. Mm-hmm. And then I spent so great, time by myself in nature, swimming in the river as a bath. <laughs> Yeah, I probably stunk real hard. Oh, I'm sure the whole place did. But. Yeah, but it was one of those collective smells that no one noticed. Yeah, you don't Because <laughs> it's like three days. <laughs> yeah. So our friend MD yesterday, she posted, because she went on this hike where she was just like, yeah, same thing, like enjoying nature, turned her technology off. And she's like, how do you, like she was asking her Instagram followers, like how do you take time for yourself to just unplug, unplug. or disengage? Yeah. And I was I had to think. I'm like, I do that like once a week in my yoga class. Mm-hmm. Like, I really need to do it more often. So yes. This meditation topic is. It's a good one. Good one. Um, and basically, you know, for definition purposes, it's any practice 
where an individual operates or trains the mind to induce a mode of consciousness to realize either some benefit or for the mind to simply acknowledge without becoming identified in content. So kind of just clearing your mind. Right. Which sounds easy. Yeah. (laughs) But it is not easy. Well, we are in such a society of overstimulation. I mean, how many of you are on the phone with the radio in the background Mm -hmm. driving your car? Or at home with the TV on, cooking dinner, and having a conversation. Yeah. Like, we are bombarded. I mean, even when I'm sitting at my computer working, I've got music playing, you know. Right. We're a society of multitaskers, and we're infiltrated with noise. Like, that's the thing. It's just, and a lot of people use that as a way to avoid sitting in quiet. Yeah, yep. Like, with their own thoughts. And, And I struggle with this hugely. Yeah. Hugely. Like, my therapist used to challenge me, like, okay, we're going to practice sitting in quiet. Same. And she would give me a timer, and she'd start out with, like, two minutes. And it's so hard. You guys, two minutes felt like an eternity. eternity. Like, I was sitting quietly on my bed, my eyes closed, because that's where, you know, I thought meditation, you have to close your eyes. (laughs) And I, you know, cross-legged with my fingers, you know, like, because you see the pictures. like the... Like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time my eye was like half open <laughs> looking at my clock. Like, oh my God, it's been 20 seconds. <laughs> like that was the longest 20 seconds of my entire life. And it's hard. Um, it is, but I also like, that's why I really love my yoga class because it's guided. So like when my mind starts to wander, like she knows that and she's like, guide you back yeah. to quiet and still. And one thing I've learned over the years is meditation is not just that. It's not just sitting, sitting yeah. on a pillow with your eyes closed and deep breathing. Like, mm-hmm. that is one kind. Yes. One kind of medica- meditation. Medication. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it could be used as a medication. medication yeah. um, a meditation. But there's infinite numbers right. of ways to meditate and we can mention some of them, but we're gonna mention all infinity of them. All one million and five of them. Get your pens out. Yeah, or write them all down. And it's actually <laughs> and I, um, been practiced since since antiquity. <laughs> we're like, ooh, what's what's antiquity? antiquity? And basically, it's just a super duper 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 long time ago. Yeah, like infinity ago. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. Um, and is a component of numerous religions, a lot of Eastern yes. religions specifically, yep. but even, you know, Western religions and Christianity and Catholicism, especially when you say repetitive, a prayer, right. like a rosary, if you, yeah, th- if you're yeah. Catholic and you do a rosary, you're saying the same prayers over and over and over mm-hmm. again. That's reaching kind of a meditative meditation. state. It's yeah. meditation because you're focusing your mind on just on one thing, yeah. like a prayer or, or like a saying, a or a scripture, and you're just, everything else goes out of your mind. Like yeah. your to-do list, what you're worried about, what you're stressed about, it's focusing the mind on one thing, usually positive. Right. You're focused on like a positive emotion, or a positive affirmation, or a prayer, or Hopefully, man, something. negative meditation <laughs> suck. Ah! Can you imagine? <laughs> I need to meditate, because I just tore my... <laughs> pop filter off the table if it's not the metronome it's the pop filter y'all. these are Always. our two sources <laughs> clearly we need a better setup <laughs> one day we're going to be super high tech in a studio That's right. i'm just waiting for that day one day 
One day. We're going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> week's GoFundMe <laughs> is for studio, studio time and studio equipment. <laughs> Every week. We never actually make them. We just talk about how we're going to have GoFundMe. <laughs> Maybe if we meditate. We need a GoFundMe for a GoFundMe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I fixed it. But yeah, so basically, there's a number of different kinds of meditation. Um, But what does it do for us? Oh my gosh. I also found that there's an almost an infinite amount of benefits that can be found. I mean, from anything from just de-stressing, which is super important, but like to reducing pain, reducing your blood pressure, helping with IBS or colitis, um, anxiety, depression, insomnia, quitting smoking, Mm -hmm. just so many Improving brain function, helping with addictions, Mm -hmm. increasing happiness and self-awareness. Yes. Um, focus. Those are so important, happiness and self-awareness. Yes, and I think in terms of health, I fully believe, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, stress reduction and eating right right and sleeping and moving our bodies. But for me, it's like mind, body, and soul. Like, yes, being exactly. in touch with yourself and whatever you may believe in as a higher power, Mm -hmm. um, it's different for everyone, but to stay in tune with that because we are, like we said, we're so bombarded all the time. And if it's not from external noise, it's our internal dialogue. How many of you walk through the day and all you're doing is running through your to-do list? Yeah. Like I have to do this and this and this and this, or, you know, Oh, I have to call this person or I have to do this thing. I mean, it's constant or like things that you're stressed about. Like, you have a conversation, you're like, ooh, did that conversation go well? Is that going to have this? Yeah, is that going to have that? the internal dialogue, I think, is louder than Oh, my gosh. Than the external and a sure. lot of the times, people use external to Noise drown stuff. out the internal, and then when it's quiet, they're stuck with the internal, and they don't like that, yeah. so then they go find something to distract themselves again. I think that that's rooted, that's why addictions are yeah, so popu- sure. prevalent nowadays whether it be substance or behavior whatever like everyone has something they're quote-unquote addicted to yeah for sure because we're trying to distract ourselves to drown out the noise so with this meditation it's a being it's a way of focusing our attention and they actually scientists classify it as focused attention and there's also open monitoring and then a third which is like effortless presence so there's three different kind of categories, and that's why all these different meditations come in. So focused attention is basically like focusing, like we talked about, on a single object, um, your breath, a mantra, part of the body, external object, you know, a prayer. Right. So you just focus mm-hmm. on that one thing just to keep every other thought out. out. And this may be helpful for people that don't know, con- like, how am I supposed to think about nothing? Right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have not gotten to a place where I can think about nothing. Right. It's And that's what open monitoring meditation is. Instead of focusing on an object, we keep it open, monitoring all aspects of our experience. So you're basically just supposed to acknowledge a thought and let it pass rather than dwelling, dwelling on it. On it rather yeah. than So if, if a thought comes into your head, you just kind of 
push it aside. I was told that it's like looking in the sky and watching the clouds roll by. Like you just watch your yeah. thoughts roll by. I've never been good at that. I haven't done that Because I hyper, <laughs> I I hyper fixate. Like yeah. a thought will come into my head and I'll be like, oh, I do need to think about this. I yeah, exactly. But for me, like having the focus point, yes, like absolutely. my breath or a saying or whatever. And then That's the- That's why I love yoga. Yeah, because it gives you something. And there's movement involved. There's movement involved. And so I'm focused, yeah, on the movement, but mostly on the breath. Yeah. Like, I even use, I mean, like, weightlifting for me has, like, a definite introduction to meditation. Because I used to, in recovery and all that, they say, meditate, meditate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't can't do do it. it. And so when I started going to the gym... Weightlifting, there's a lot of repetition. You count out reps. You focus on a muscle. Like it's, and that's all you can, that's all you have to think about. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about anything outside that. Just that one movement that you're doing. That's awesome. Um, And the other one, I feel like this is for like people that are like reached higher enlightenment. You know, like the Buddha and like all these people that practice meditation for life is called effortless presence Mm. or pure being where you're just in a quiet, empty, steady state called choiceless awareness, which I don't even understand like exactly what it would mean to live in that place. But some people basically, instead of like set times where like I'm meditating, it's like they're always always meditating. Mm -hmm. So like I'm vacuuming the floor. I'm driving my car. (laughs) Like they're just in this constant state of, open presence awareness (laughs) no i feel like like before we started recording i was talking to heather about some people that i met that they just they sounded like they're like wow look at the sun in the sky (laughs) and the air around us as we breathe and in our lungs i mean this is how they talked and and heather and i mean like what are they on right, like what are they, what are they <laughs> smoking or ingesting right I mean, now something um but maybe they've reached effortless presence maybe i don't know but you know tai chi mm-hmm. um sitting and breathing yoga these are common ones that we know about a lot yeah. in our Western society, but I was—I mean, like I have been even told, like washing the dishes, anything repetitive that you can just focus, focus solely on. on that thing, yeah, without letting to other clear thoughts else out of your mind, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, in to your point, Heather, when you said you were asked, like, what do you do for yourself? You're like, well, what do I do? <laughs> right. How often do I focus? Or rather, don't have to focus on the fifty billion things exactly. in my head. Yeah, it's so rare. But we we've got to be intentional about it because yeah. Like de-stressing and unplugging, they're really that's key to our health. We have to do it. Yeah, it is. Um and there's tons of scientific journal articles. Mm-hmm. Um I phone I focus mine mostly on the actual biology of the brain. Of the brain. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean it says that it when you meditate, you're increasing your mental strength and focus, which makes sense because you're focusing on something. Um, it can help you increase your memory retention, mm-hmm. which is, that's awesome. Like, who doesn't want to prevent, like, Alzheimer's? <laughs> um, yeah. But better um, creative thinking. Like, if you have, like, a creative job and you have writer's block or, you know. Yeah. Like, meditation can help you. 
Like actually Back clearing in. your mind of other thoughts right. and allowing the space to for thoughts to come right. in. Like more creative thoughts. And helping manage ADHD, which we know is a huge problem. Not, I don't know, problem, but a huge issue in America. Like so yes. much of America has ADHD. Yeah. Also from the being bombarded with. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, what was I listening to that? Um, oh, it's raining. Is it? Oh, it is. Let's focus on the rain. <laughs> the sound of the rain on the roof. Can you hear it? It sounds like this. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that ADHD actually in today's culture, it's not necessarily that we have that. It's overstimulation. Right. Just basically like intrinsic to our environment. Yeah. And our brain's tr- just trying to process all the information. Yeah, we're just us. throwing stuff all the time. I mean, how many of you stepped out at night into a busy street and just been bombarded? Yeah. With, like, people yelling and laughing and running around and there's music coming out of stores. and I mean... And, like, the person next to you is talking to you, but you can't hear them because there's, like, so much stuff. Yeah, we have to filter all of that out. So, meditation can actually help us do that. Yes. Um, Exciting. In biological psychiatry, in recently, 2016, July, so just a year ago, um, they were looking at the linking mindfulness meditation with reduced interleukin in our in our brains mm-hmm. but basically they looked at 35 men and women who were seeking work and experiencing considerable amounts of stress basically they're really okay. stressed because yeah. they can't find work and they did just 3 days just 3 days where they did meditation and they had control groups and they did brain scans so the brain scans showed differences in those that underwent mindfulness meditation. There was more activity and communication among the portions of their brains that process stress-related reactions in other areas related to focus and calm. So they actually saw on brain scans. That's amazing. After just three days of mindfulness meditation where their brain was processing differently and specifically related to stress related reactions. So if you're in a stressful situation like that is a stressful situation being in a busy street. Yeah. Like your body is like trying to process am I in danger? What's right. going on? What is this? What is that? But if your brain is more capable of doing this and relating to focus and calm, yeah. then you're going to react in a in a Less much stressful way. Yeah. healthier way to that situation. Um Another one in psychiatry research, neuroimaging, in 2011, again, looking at mindfulness-based stress reduction, they did anatomical magnetic resonance, or MR, and they did an eight-week program, and they looked for changes in gray matter, actual, like, physical changes of the amount of gray matter in your brain, Mm -hmm. And it identified increases in the posterior cingulate cortex, the temporoparietal junction, and the cerebellum compared with controls. So basically changes in the gray matter concentration in the brain regions that are involved in learning, memory processes, emotion regulation, self-referential processing, and perspective taking. So your perspective even can change. Well, it said... Like, the meditators were more able to attend moment to moment to the stream of stimuli instead of getting stuck on only one stimulus. 
Right. So like you said, like in a busy street, like able to process that more. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And I mean, and that's biological, like concrete proof, like based on like magnetic resonance images, which to me as a scientist, it's really hard, I think, for people in kind of an abstract way to be like, it'll help with your focus. Right. It'll help with your concentration. Yes, those are tangible results in terms of like seeing like progress, but to put it in context, like your brain is actually physically changing. Yeah. It's awesome. Your neurons start to fire more effectively. Like, and you can actually see the pictures of the scans. I was going to say, you need to look, I'll put it in the blog too, but yeah, like a brain that's non-meditated and then a brain that's meditated. And they did them too, where people were meditating actively in, Mm -hmm. they will like start meditating and they can watch the the areas of the brain start to light up. It's like the fluorescence of the areas of the brain, like come to life as they start to meditate and it's just like anything like you exercise a muscle it gets stronger you start you use your brain in a certain way yeah. like we can rewire our brains because mm-hmm. since birth like our brains are like routed to focus to function a certain way mm-hmm. based on external surroundings internal biologies everything but people believe well i'm just that's how it is that's yeah. how i process that's how i think but research is showing that we can reroute that. We can train our brains to do different things and react different ways, which is just amazing to me. It is. It's super cool. And I studied a lot about the brain during my PhD because I studied brain tumors. But they even showed that too in people with brain tumors. Like if certain areas of the brain are hindered by a brain tumor, like other areas of your brain will compensate. How amazing is our body? Like, reroute things. So awesome. I know. It, like, it blows my brain. <laughs> blows my mind. It <laughs> blows your mind. Blows my mind. My brain, my brain firings. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at a picture right now, so it's super cool, because it shows that the gray matter concentration, like she said, increases in areas of the brain involved in learning and memory and emotions perspective like it's just so cool like how you can just watch it happen yeah and neuroscience letters in 2011 showed that even like we talked about you can see the changes occurring like as the person's meditating but this article said that long term of meditation process can can these functional changes in these reason regions like even when meditation's not being practiced so like it's not just when you're meditating it like continues if you practice and train your brain it'll happen even when you're not meditating so even when you're not meditating these things are strong in your brain well there was a study that they did on tibetan buddhist monks it was conducted by neuroscientist richard davidson at the university of wisconsin but he found that novice meditators showed a slight increase in like gamma waves activity but these monks showed an extremely large increase and like that they've never seen before in the neuroscience literature because like you said like the monks are practicing meditation all the time yeah so it just shows like like the more you do it the more you can improve your brain yeah i mean and that's like anything practice you know they say practice makes perfect although what's really perfect (laughs) let's be real but i mean you practice something you're gonna improve you're gonna get better at it unless you're completely inept like me in tennis i just (laughs) i can't with that i it's the hand eye cord i injure myself but 
I mean, generally, you <laughs> practice something long enough, <laughs> then you get and better. you're going to get better at it. Um, we can affect cognition and mood. In that, again, that was just after four sessions of meditation, even listening to a recorded book, like those guided right meditations. So that you're only focused on that, yeah. and if if you're like don't know where to start, you can YouTube. Yeah. Guided meditation and hundreds, thousands will pop up. And that's, I do that a lot too. And you can even look at focused ones. Like um, if you're struggling with body image, Mm -hmm. you can say meditation on body image. Yep. And it will be this nice, lovely, talking like this type of a person. Mm -hmm. They always talk very softly and melodiously. Just to kind of keep it calm. And they walk you through like certain phrases or things to focus on mm-hmm. that are, it's like flooding your brain with positive stuff. How could that be bad? Exactly. I mean, seriously. Super good. Because another thing I was taught in my recovery practices was that for every, like, again, like repetition, right. for every negative thought I had to th- immediately, if I could think of three positive ones. Yes, absolutely. Like the power of numbers. Mm-hmm. So counteract. You have a negative thought. Think of three positive ones that counteract that. Yeah. And repetition is so important. Yes. That's how we get it stuck in our brain. In our brains. <laughs> in our follicles. Not really our follicles. but <laughs> I don't think brains on follicles. Let's see, also linked to attentional functions and cognitive flexibility. Mm-hmm. Basically makes our minds more flexible right. and receptive. And decision making. This yes. one stuck out to me because I find myself to be a very indecisive person. So I'm like, oh, like the more I meditate, the more I can have the strong sense of like self-awareness, like we were talking about, that helps you make decisions. Yeah, I mean, how indecisive are we as a society? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, because we're presented, A, with a million options. Right. And B, we always are second-guessing because we're like, oh, if I choose this, am I making the right decision? Right. Or should I choose that? And also and focused on, like, what do other people think or expect believe. Expect of you. Right. Or, yeah, think. So, oh, like, what, constant judgments. This, yeah, decision affects Like, how will I be judged? Exactly. How will people react? Will I get negative feedback? And I think, too, for me, like, the more we're in touch with ourselves and alignment with our true beliefs, we start to care less right. about those things. We oh, start absolutely. to be like, this is what... I am so far what, away from where I used to be. Yeah. I mean, it still gets me. I still definitely worry about what people are going to think yeah. in I certain mean, areas. I mean, human. it's just human instinct. But the more I'm solid and grounded in what... I'm like, I mean, if I'm focused and confident in my decision, yeah. then it's I care less about, right. well, you're going to have a negative reaction, but I don't really care... Because what you think, because this is what I need to do for me. Yeah. Um, And I think, yeah, like you said, it it comes from being super solid in knowing who you are and what you believe. And this, taking this time to figure that out is Yeah, to focus on that and to really allow the space. And I think that's the thing, is our days are so crammed. And even if they're not, we're numbing out to TV. So our brain is still being bombarded with other thoughts and other things. So I saw this bike, like this exercise bike, and I was like, I really need this. And so you hook it up to like your, however you watch Netflix. And it won't play what you're watching on Netflix unless you're pedaling. 
<laughs> so like <laughs> when you go so to you binge have watch to pedal. something, you have to be pedaling or it shuts off. Like, Netflix. man, I'd be pedaling for full seasons of, Yo, like, know, Orange right? is the New Black exactly. or something. Like, oh my gosh, what happens? What happens? 14 hours of biking today. <laughs> I actually might be really productive. I know. I was like, I want this bike. I know. I actually, when I went on this meditation retreat, um, one of the workshops I did, it was, like, focusing on what we want in our lives. And it's kind of looking at, like, what's actually happening in your life? Mm-hmm. What do you want in your life and what do you need to get rid of in order to get to, to where you yeah. are, to allow space? And one of the things I'm getting rid of is is television. Oh, it's so hard. Is watching television by myself. Now, I'll sit down with Ben and maybe watch right. a movie. But so it's almost been two full weeks Sweet. since I've watched television. And sadly, I am a huge television addict. So yeah. I am Sarah and I am addicted to television. <laughs> um, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Yay. But it's so it's hard. It was hard. It's yeah, hard. Hard for me, it really, really is. And if I thought about how many hours, like I did a calculation, and it was sickening how many hours, hours I actually spend. spend. Right. And it's not always just sitting and watching, but even if you're doing something at the same time, your attention is split. Yeah. You know, and so allowing space. So by sitting down and allowing space for your mind to become clear, mm-hmm. and then I think, like you said, that creativity starts right. to flow in, and you can really become clear I on what you want. figure out what in my life I can get rid of so I can watch more TV. <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. I do watch a lot of, a lot. I mean, with the introduction of things like Netflix and Hulu, it's like we have Oh my gosh. Can watch whatever we want and the there's time. always i always see my friends posting on facebook like what's a netflix show that yeah, i can watch what's a new one like i've watched these ones what's what's the next thing yeah. and there's always you know popular ones right now game of thrones yes yeah i'm one of those rare people that do not watch game ben's of never watched an episode i've watched i think the first season i watched but. like three episodes and i was like yeah i don't i don't see it yeah. i don't get it well now unfortunately there's how many seasons so if oh i wanted gosh, i have to have binge to watch, watch like eight seasons or something episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but you know i've been like talking about that like television as like an addiction but it really meditation is used huge in substance addiction recoveries yeah, absolutely because you know as as a substance addict like you use it to escape mm-hmm. and to quiet your mind like you use it as a way to numb out to distract yourself whatever but it's like giving yourself a healthy outlet to do that right like to to get rid of the junk thoughts in your mind and they actually have even used it as um, pain relief. I know. I saw that. That mm-hmm. is so interesting. So with the widespread use of opio- opioids right now, of chronic pain, it's leading to huge misuse and addiction. So they're looking at alternatives. Like how can we help manage right. pain for these people? that are? There are people that are in chronic pain, but to be addicted to an opioid for your pain for your entire life, you're yes. doing so much damage to your body. Yeah. And to your mind. So they're trying these mindfulness meditation techniques and have found a significant reduction in pain in these clinical settings that's where so, people are so cool. actually really reducing the the pain. Because, again, pain, yes, it's your body actually experiencing, you know, effects on your nerve endings and everything. But if you can direct your attention right. away from the pain then it diminishes your the way you feel it. And if you think about it, like if you have, like if your elbow hurts and all you're thinking is my elbow hurts, my elbow hurts, right. my elbow hurts, <laughs> exactly. my elbow hurts. That's all you're going to focus on. But how many of yeah, you, yeah. if your elbow hurts, but then all of a sudden something happens and you're 
caught up in the other thing when you're not thinking about about your elbow. Yeah. You're not focused on it. So, I don't know. I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for any type of meditation practice. And it doesn't have to be sitting and oming on a lotus pillow. Mm -hmm. Um, Although that's fun. Yeah. I mean, and there are different ways. Like, try different meditations. Like, there's walking meditation. Mm -hmm. There, I use weightlifting as meditation. Heather said yoga. Mm -hmm. She uses yoga and breathing techniques. There's guided meditations, Tai Chi. Yeah. Um, Well, and going back to health, um, like we talk a lot about diets and things like that, but it's also shown to help people with emotional eating, which is another form of addiction, so it makes sense. Yes, exactly. To just re-guide your thoughts away from because you're like oh i need this ice cream i need this ice cream i want ice cream I want ice cream and then all you do is eat ice cream where it, with meditation you can guide your thoughts to something else more productive right like yeah. re again that rewiring, rewiring. retraining yeah. that brain and they've done tons of studies in in addicts where it's showing like the rerouting of the brain and it's in behavioral it's amazing behavioral patterns um training ourselves away i know that they use it a lot for trauma Mm -hmm. patients as well because you know you're so your body gets into that flight or fight pattern and you're just always responding um in a certain way like ptsd type of you know you're always in that fight or flight yeah yeah. but by calming your body and training your brain to reroute towards like conscious Mm -hmm. awareness you can again like get away from that Oh, place and where I you're saw stuck. this super cool school. I'm going to have to look it up and, and find the article. But they were taking kids, and it was like middle school and under, I think, was what they had. And so the kids, when they would get in trouble and, like, get detention, they didn't have detention. They, like, got sent to this meditation <gasps> yoga I think class. I saw that article. Yeah, and how, like, the study was just focused on, um, like, repeat offenders. Like, how was it affecting the kids that were, like, always in trouble? And it was, like... This huge reduction in, like, their demerits or whatever you want to call right. it. Yeah. Because they were teaching kids how to channel this, whatever it was they were feeling. Yeah. I think I saw that one and a similar one where they were looking at kids that had, like, attention. Right. Or, you know, labeled yeah, yeah. with attention deficit. But helping them train their minds to mm-hmm. calm and focus. And then they were showing improvements in their yeah, their school. So cool. Their school performance. Because and I they love were able seeing, to like, in the yoga class that I go to, uh, several of the parents bring their kids with them, and they get to participate. I'm like, what a great thing. Like, if, if as children we learned how to do this, mm-hmm. think how much easier our lives would be, I feel like, they, as an adult. It's so cute. Some of the schools where I go to coach soccer with the soccer program, they have um, yoga it's awesome. As an extracurricular. I love it. So they basically, and even some of the little kids, because I'll be like, who's ever done yoga? And like, we'll do some yoga stretches yeah. at the start of soccer and all these little kids, I do. And they'll start doing like downward yeah, doggy. Like, downward, dog. downward doggy. And um, they all have funny animal names for the kids. Right. I mean. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's just a way of training our brain. I mean, and I'm all, I'm totally on board with that because for the longest time I believed I was not in control of my brain. Like it just ran on its own track and was crazy. I was like, I am a crazy person. (laughs) My brain does not do what I tell it to do. Yeah. But that's not the case because if it wasn't, I mean, we wouldn't even be able to learn. I mean, when you study subjects in school, you wouldn't be able to retain new information if If we weren't weren't in control. control. Yeah. 
So we have the control. We can own it out. And so you just choose to be crazy, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, in some instances, I do. I choose crazy. <laughs> I choose crazy. But um, as a general practice, the more I've become aware right. and try to try to focus and I'm not perfect I don't do I don't meditate every day oh gosh no that's what I mean that's what I was saying like I've got to figure out more time it absolutely is a goal for me it absolutely is like even if I wake up and just five minutes yeah five minutes think about in the span of your day you can spare five minutes mm-hmm. and I was told that the more you do that if you consistently you know start out even with two minutes yeah. or one minute whatever it looks well, like for really you. like as soon as you wake up before even the like the day starts like oh i wake up with a to-do list in my day i wake up with you know my brain already going a million miles an hour yeah well and like my life coach he always encourages us to do affirmations which is a form of meditation yeah and like he says right before you i mean right before you go to bed and right when you wake up so like your brain gets used to waking up thinking these affirmations yeah it's amazing so you know starting out with a small amount of time and then I was told that then it'll get easier and then you know there's some people you know you hear the people I meditate an hour every day (laughs) now that's not necessarily my goal in life but you know maybe 15 minutes yeah however that looks it's not necessarily sitting in silence but like some kind of a focused Mm -hmm. focused time where I'm think like consciously aware right just just conscious And I love that science backs up because yes, there there really is just so many awesome health benefits. Yeah, and I'm all about that. Show me the science. Yeah, on I mean, in the fact that you can visibly see these changes. I know it's so cool. So cool. I mean, do you know? Google it yourself. Do a little bit of research, and let us know how you meditate. Yeah. If any of you actually have meditation practices, what are some of the ways that you find? to to center yourself yeah i'm always interested to hear how people are yeah because i'm always looking for new ways too because it was always a struggle for me for Mm -hmm. so long to find something that worked for me yeah so don't be discouraged if that's you don't be yeah email us real health real people at gmail.com check us out on social media platforms like instagram and facebook yes and and go meditate go meditate go om it out We'll we'll take it out with with an ohm. Let's see if we can get through. Oh gosh, okay. At least one. Just don't we'll look just into my eyes. just try. <laughs> <laughs> As she immediately, I immediately got my eyes really wide. Okay. We'll just do one final ohm and then we'll we'll then cut we'll it. All say right. goodbye. We'll all do it together. Ready? Ohm. We should have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs>